Hi everyone, welcome to Luxury Voices, the podcast about the luxury world in Asia with a focus on the greater China market. I am Joanne Tang, your host, founder and CEO of Infinite Luxury Group. In this podcast, we converse about all layers and segments of luxury, from lifestyle, travel to hospitality trends. I will interview key players of the luxury industry from all corners of the globe. We will talk about their initiatives and experiences in conquering the Asian luxury consumer. Discover how leading luxury executives handle this growing market, where luxury spending is the highest in the world, and gain a wealth of knowledge to harness this ever-promising luxury market. Shan Ong is the chief editor of Condenas Traveler China, one of the internationally recognized travel publications, reaching passionate travelers and readers all over the country. Shan brings a wealth of knowledge in public relations, marketing, and branding. He moved from Malaysia to China in 2012 and is based in Beijing. Sean was involved with the launch of Condé Nast Traveler China's edition and is now responsible for the editorial team. I will speak to Sean about his early days at Condé Nast Traveler China, challenges and opportunities during the pandemic, the interests of Condé Nast Traveler's China Travel Club members, and new future travel trends. It is a great pleasure to have you here on Luxury Voices, Sean. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much so, for inviting. Yes, Hi. great How to have you here. I'm very well. I'm in Shanghai and uh, everything is going very well. And I'm very excited about uh, this conversation. Me too. <laughs> Sean, can you share with our listeners, how did you enter the media world and end up where you are now in one of the most prestigious travel magazines? Right. Okay. I love reading magazines since I was young, but I never thought I would become the person behind a magazine one day. Actually, I, I was major in business admin and marketing in a university. And the story started back in 2001. I just graduated and I was looking for a job. I met up with a schoolmate who was then working for a local newspaper and she mentioned to me that a publication was, was looking for a copywriter for its fashion and lifestyle section. She mm. knew that I can write and she told me to send a resume. You know, for me, it's like no harm trying. I did that. Then I got a call for an interview and I got a job. That's how I entered the media world. And yeah, after that, I moved to another magazine called Chita Bella one year after. And then I stayed there for nine years. In 2001, I still remember it was November 18. I got a call from the, the then editor-in-chief, my ex, which is my ex-boss. She asked me if I was interested to join her to be part of the launch team of Corina Traveler China. And, you know, like, Corinas is one of the prestigious publications in the world. And to me, it's like, okay, I made the decision to move to Beijing in 2012. I say yes. And it's been eight years till now. So that call was exactly 
you know, you just celebrated your uh, anniversary because now today it's the 19th of November and your call was 18th of November. Oh, yeah, you remind so me. So happy that. anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, that, that call actually is a very important call in my life, I would say. Yeah. Yes, and you've been uh, with Condenas since then for so many years. So you have seen the changes within your company, but as well of the media world and the market here. Yes, it's, it's actually changed a lot. I still remember when I first joined, you know, like the whole industry is so different from now. Yeah, it's been an interesting uh, journey to me. Yes, I'm sure the industry and the China market itself uh, has changed quite a bit. Before we get deeper into our conversation, could you please tell me what does luxury mean to you, Sean? Hmm, this is a good question. To me, luxury is is a form of emotion. It is the opportunity to enjoy something that you wouldn't normally have to access to. And it makes you feel exclusive. It is not just something that is expensive or difficult to reach, but it is something that you don't have the opportunity to do often. That is luxury means to me. Yeah. Yes, thank you for sharing. So it's an emotion and as well feeling exclusive. Mm. The current crisis has affected everyone in one way or another. How did COVID-19 impact you personally and your company, Condenas Traveler? Right. The outbreak of COVID-19 created, I would say, created a never-before situation forcing the industry player around the world to rapidly adapt to and make their own changes. Same here for us. I still remember when the pandemic first hit, I was back in Malaysia for Chinese New Year holiday and the office was, was temporarily closed soon after. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my boss asked me to stay back in Malaysia as the situation in China was uncertain at that time. I still remember at that time you were busy working on the April issue. My team and I had to move to Zoom for tons of discussion and meetings. Tons, a lot. Like I feel like we all cling on Zoom like every day. So it was, <laughs> it was such a bizarre experience to, to close an issue online. I still feel like I still feel like it's like I was like in a dream because we we literally closed an issue online and I I even like looked through the current proof from a Zoom. Can you imagine that? Yes. And then everything started to go online since then. Yes, I think we have been on Zoom and Teams calls already uh, since uh, February, all of us. Yeah. But it must be a, a very uh, interesting experience for you, as you said, closing your issue. Virtually, online, correct. And how did it impact you personally? You were in Malaysia, and then I guess the virus in China was more in control. You uh, moved back to China, to Beijing. Yeah, I still remember. I I supposed to come back on on the 9th of February. As I said, back then, you know, the situation in China was uncertain. So I rather to stay back in, in Malaysia. And comes to February, the end of February, there's one, I read one news, someone sent me, the, my HR sent me the news that there's seven type of foreigner who come back to Beijing, which doesn't need to go through quarantine. You know, mm-hmm. I quickly booked my ticket. The, the news was out on 19th of February. So I quickly booked my ticket on 22nd. 
And I make myself back to Beijing on the 23rd of February. I must say I was lucky because the border of China closed beginning of March. I just managed to make myself back right before the border closed. But now to me, the biggest problem is I couldn't go back to Malaysia and really miss my family. Yes, so uh, now you will need to do Zoom, Teams, WeChat calls <laughs> with yeah, your WeChat, family uh, uh, over there. Yeah. Correct, correct. And how did it impact Condé Nast Traveler uh, China? What kind of uh, actions did you needed to do together with your team? It was actually short enough. I remember only like two months because I closed April issue. Then, then uh, we start to work on May issue. So by then, we start to go back to office beginning of March, but we, we split into two teams. I still remember that time we are working on a May issue, which is our anniversary issues, because we, we still want to make it big. Because before that, we have a lot of discussions, you know, like with our 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 principal, our head office, even with our our own management team, whether if you want to, you know, combine the issue, because it's so tough for us to 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 create a two hundred pages magazine during that period. But in the end, we decided. My team and I, and we decided to work on it, and we we actually do shoot right remotely. Luckily, outside of China, is still doing fine. So we we do shoot in in because we do have like a fashion shoot. We do shoot in Paris, and we we do shoot in Malaysia. You know, like even in Singapore, we ask our contributor to write us a story. So then we 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 compile everything for May issue, and finally come to the tough. The most difficult part, which is our cover shooting,、um, mm-hmm. we actually work with this a very famous uh, uh, Chinese uh, actor called Zhu Yilong. So, and she actually from himself actually from Wuhan. To us, it's very meaningful because because that's where Wuhan is the most difficult. I would say the most difficult city in in China back then. So,、mm-hmm. so we decided to do a cover shoot because. During that time, we can't travel out outside, so so we decided to do a cover shoot in the studio. Okay, before that, we slightly change our editorial、uh, directions. We decided not to do a a general cover, so we we decided to do a cover which standard to all the people from the tourism industry. So we gathered twenty、mm-hmm. CEOs from all the travel bureau from airlines. To uh hotels to OTA, we gather all the all the decision maker, the CEOs to do a、uh, group pictures. Yes, I remember that issue. Yes. Yeah. So we come out a tagline call, a slogan call. We move as one because we believe during that tough period, even though like there are competitors before, but we all hope that you know during this difficult period, we all will gather together and you know face. The biggest challenge together. So yeah, and we pre- I still remember we prepared three hundred fifty overs papers to get everyone into the studio. It's a really really tough shoot for me, but but we decided to do so, and we we use like I think four hundred over masks during that shoot. Yeah. Wow, yeah. sounds like a very memorable photo shoot. And how was that cover photo? Received the cover photo of、uh, the celebrity from Wuhan. Yeah, and the the cover go viral in, on the internet and and re- receive a very good、uh, response. 
And you know, like yesterday, today actually a very meaningful day because yesterday I just went to receive an award, and that is uh is the award from Travel Marketing Watch. So our main cover actually won the Best Marketing Effectiveness Award. Wow! Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you so yes, much. Yes, it's yeah. very creative and as well very daring uh, for that time, but as well very suited. So uh, well done on you. Yeah, and I'm really thankful to my team and like every every single one who involved in this project. Without a single person, I I don't think you know this whole project can be done. So I'm really thankful. Yes, and at that time it was still uh, quite sensitive in terms of the virus. That's why as well you're sharing that uh, you use so many masks because you're all working together on that photo shoot. Yeah, and I still remember on that day. Because we do a, a shoot in a studio, so we need to enter. Like in China, the every single area was so straight. You know, you need a you need to you need a paper to go into that uh studio. So I still remember the celebrity was waited one and a half hour outside to get everything checked and approved to get into the studio. Wow, it was wow, crazy. It was, yeah, but thank God because. I worked with him for like few time, and and thank God he's he's very nice, like super nice, <laughs> and very understandable. I'm sure. Good to hear. What are the challenges and opportunities due to the COVID nineteen in the media world in China? What are your mm-hmm. observations, Sean? Okay, I think the challenges are fairly obvious. Obvious. Everything was slowed down due due to uncertainty and 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 anxiety. Caused by the COVID nineteen, and you know, like businesses hate uncertainty. The first stroke was advertising, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially advertising businesses sectors such as travel and events. We get affected a lot, but at the same time, I was happy to see that the media industry was more than ready to embrace the challenge. Follow a, a decade of digitalization transformations, it has been the high time we truly strengthen and leverage our digital platform. Beside printing and digital platform that we used to have, like Weibo and WeChat, we actually built out our own video sharing platform, and has been creating video contents which bring us a new audience and considerable advertising revenue. So we have to find a way to switch to switch our advertising revenue platform, and it works. Yeah, thank God. Yes, good to hear. Yes, I understand as well that. First, the advertising and events mm-hmm. were were hit when COVID nineteen was here, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, as you said, that's uh, kudos on the media world that they were all ready with the digital and social media initiatives, yeah. embracing this change and a change of strategies, and still able to get advertising revenue via this digital and social media yeah. strategies. Well done. What kind of changes in the consumer, your readers, do you see, and how do you cope with these changes? Okay, as our borders are closed, we can see the number of domestic travel has increased tremendously. Mm-hmm. So, for my side, I decided to to adjust the ratio of the local and overseas destination content to seventy thirty, which used to be fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Secondly, we can also see the positive increasement of our digital readers and audience, which in speed up the expand of our digital platform and the team. 
So we immediately adjust our content and we mainly focus major focus on domestic travel, which is good. Great. Talking about、uh, domestic travel, due to the current situation, we are unable to travel overseas, but only able to travel domestically until the borders reopen. Your、mm, publication、yeah. focuses on destination within China, as you as well just reconfirmed, but you are still fearing thirty percent overseas destination.、Mm. Is this because you wish to keep the traveler excited about overseas travel, allowing them to dream while reading your magazine, or what is the objective behind? Yes, even though our industry is on the brink, we hope that we still keep our spirit up by looking forward. To a sunshiny escape when restrictions are lifted, because we believe we will hit、mm-hmm. back the road again one day. And again, beside that, I think like tourism industry is one of the biggest employers on the planet, from South Africa to India. Imagine from Ireland to Peru, whether it's a tuk-tuk driver or a tour guide, a waiter or a street hawker. When tourism stucks in its track, the livelihood of millions are worth worry. So, as a renowned publication in the industry, I think Colina Traveler China should shoulder the responsibility and seek for a way out with its peers. Yes, speaking about overseas destinations mm. Mm. and as well the outbound travel, China is such、mm. a strong outbound travel market. It、mm-hmm. has been forecasted that many Chinese will resume overseas travel as soon as travel restrictions are released, and that they will travel even more to make up for the past year. What、mm. are your thoughts, Sean? I think yes, China's outbound traveler would tremendously release their pent up demand for overseas travel when restrictions are lifted, and I think it will begin with a shorter route. Neighboring destination like South Asia, Japan, Korea, and etc. And where the pandemic is re- relatively better contained, and hopefully we would see the travel rebooming globally when the COVID is defeated. Yeah, I think it was started begin with a shorter road first. Yeah, so the region,、uh, the regional destinations, and then of course, as you said, the safer destinations where the、uh, virus is in control.、Mm. Great. Good to hear that you're、uh, optimistic about the, the future China outbound travel market. Considering previous travel trends and what we're going through right now, where do you believe the next popular destination will be for the luxury Chinese traveler? You were talking about the region Asia. What do you think about, let's say, private islands, resort destinations? Would those be as well popular?、Mm-hmm. Yes, I think in the post-pandemic、uh, area, I think people would be more cautious about hygiene and more focused on environmental friendly and sustainability issues. I think destinations like Gothenburg in Sweden, which recently just topped the global destination sustainability index, like the Faroe Islands, a place that you don't have to worry about crowd with. Unrivaled natural beauty, or New Zealand, where you will be inspired and amazed by the unbelievable, unbelievable travel experience, will become next popular destinations. Yeah. Yes, that's as well what we、uh, hear and forecast. Somehow, the hidden gems, the more remote destinations, yes,、uh, yes. might be、uh, the more popular ones in the future because there are less vacationers. 
and uh, people will feel more safer. And what we as well see, there might be as well a demand of travelers staying within one destination. So they will spend uh, a longer time yes. uh, in one destination rather than one holiday going to multiple destinations. Yes. yes. Just to yes. avoid as well the traveling and the transiting, etc. Yes, because we did an online survey in last in May actually, because as you know, Labor Day holiday actually uh, people are start uh, traveling domestically. So we actually did a survey and and you know to to listen to our readers, what are their thoughts you know for the future travel and what is the travel trends. So basically, like because younger traveler become more and more in China, like traveler become more younger. So they are focused on environmental friendly and sustainability issues. So like places places like what I mentioned just now, Gothenburg and Sweden, or you know like those like remote island that where you can you know you you won't see a lot of people, but you you still get a very special and travel uh, experience. Those places are will become popular in the future. Yes, uh, sustainability uh, travel. What else did you uh, hear or read from your survey? What other trends that that might be interesting for our listeners? Wellness and well-being. Did you hear about that, or did you read about that in your survey? Wellness and well-being. Yes, yes. It it also a very people will actually. There's a group of like big group of people also like focus on well-being issue as well. And one interesting is like another interesting thing was family travels. Because family travel is is one of the major travel group in in China, and you know family friendly destination also is one of the focus that we we should look at. Yeah. Yes, family travel has been always very important mm. in China and Asian countries, and I mm. guess uh, post COVID nineteen we've been apart with our families. For a longer time, we want to travel together and spend more time mm. together. So that yeah. might be as well a very interesting trend to look at. Yes, the spending power of a Chinese luxury traveler is one of the highest in the world, mm. making it a very desirable guest. To your opinion, what can a hotel do to win the hearts of a luxury Chinese traveler, Sean? <laughs> This is a very interesting question. I would say great location, impressive service with a good F and B outlet. <laughs> <laughs> Very important, all these uh, components, right? Yeah. Is there anything else a hotel or resort can consider uh, offering and implementing just to wow these very affluent Chinese luxury traveler if they already have a good location? The service and, of course, the dining options. Is this something in particular that you think it's very important uh, mm. for these Chinese travelers that the hotel should consider extending? Would be more personalized service and amenities catered for the Chinese uh, traveler, or uh, maybe a certain food items that they would like to see that might impress them and uh, make them feel a bit more at home. Yeah, because Chinese traveler love food. Food is one of the most uh, important issue comes to traveling. So, for example, like Chinese food, like when you travel overseas or you travel away from home, then you you manage 
you get to eat something that you know that close to your heart. I think it's very important. And beside that, I think hygiene issue is still the issue that people are really care about. Yes, I think post COVID nineteen, this will be very essential hygiene and safety measurements. What kind of mm. hygiene and safety measurements did uh, the hotel implement, just uh, to reassure? Yeah. Or all these travelers. It doesn't matter if they are from China, but just uh, from worldwide, from worldwide uh, yes. as well. Yes. True. True. Any creative new strategies for you to continue exciting your readers, your Condenas traveler readers? What do you have in mind in the upcoming period? Yes. Beside creative content in every issue of the magazine, we are now trying to transfer the virtual. Indulgence into offline experience. We started to create event for our traveler clubs member once a month. Like we have direct to have a direct interact with our readers. I think is very important, especially you know during this period. And it's it's a lot of fun actually. We did uh two event already. Like we appreciate fine dining in the latest listed Michelin restaurant in Shanghai. We just do a beach cleaning in Xiamen. And we are looking forward to bring our travelers clubs member and readers more opportunity to enjoy and experience the truth in travel in person. Yeah, this is what we are focusing now. Yeah, to have a direct yes, nothing beats readers. meeting, uh, you know, face to face and uh, really face to face interaction. You know, yeah. even though all the digital initiatives, of course, face to face is very important. You know, good to hear about uh, all the events that you already done, Michelin star restaurants, and as well beach cleaning. So uh, as well, uh, being more environmental friendly. That's as well uh, another uh, interested topic by mm-hmm. the Condé Nast readers. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. The next one I th- we will do is uh, we, we are thinking to to focus on the uh, local society. We might go to Yunnan. You know, to visit in one of the village, and we we have some activities over the weekends. I I find like uh travelers nowadays they really like things like that. You know, not just and I I believe Chinese traveler become more sophisticated, and we are we are not travel only for shop for food, but also for culture, for the people, for the society. I think this this actually I can see a, a big change. Compared to like、uh, five years ago, it's like so different now. The travelers. And talking about、uh, strategies and actions,、mm-hmm. how do you、uh, continuously enhance your positioning as being、uh, the leading travel publications here in China?、Mm. First of all, I think we will still、uh, stay very closely with the industry. I think we not only provide a good destination to the readers, but also. We hope that you know we can help to reboot that the the whole travel industry. So we will we will we will have quite we will have a lot of plans plan or pipeline to work together to work closely with the local travel industry. And then continuously we will keep producing good content, exclusive experience to our readers and audience. Sounds fantastic! Thank you for sharing, Sean. We're getting close to the end of our conversation. I would like to ask you a few more questions, a bit more personal. You must answer them quickly, or you may choose to elaborate on your answer. Sure. What trip have you wanted to do but have not yet had a chance to go? Greece. 
a place that I supposed to travel to last month to celebrate my 40th birthday. <laughs> I see Greece. Yes, it's a beautiful destination. You must visit. I will. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, Question number two. Please choose one answer that you can relate to: an explorer, adventure, or spa goer. Spa goer for sure. Ah, so you love spa. I see. I see. Who doesn't yes. love spa? Who love doesn't spa. love spa? Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. My last question. Tomorrow you're going to the moon in a spaceship. What are the three items outside of your phone that you would like to take with you? Um, Nintendo Switch, uh, MP3, and a book. I see. Interesting items. So pack <laughs> fast because tomorrow you're going to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will pack right now. Sean, it was a true pleasure catching up with you today. And thank you for being one of our luxury voices. Thanks, Joanne. I hope I will see you in person soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Luxury Voices. If you have enjoyed it and found this episode useful, please share it with your network, like it, rate it, and help us spread our voices. You can find information about today's voice and the podcast content in the podcast notes. Luxury Voices is a podcast created by Infinite Luxury Group, a luxury sales, marketing, communication specialist based in Asia. Please tune in for the next episode. Bye for now.